0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Howard David Live. Take a bite of the big apple with Eric Boland of New York Newsday covering the New York Yankees. So, Aaron Boone just uh, announced his final roster. Any surprises?
1: No, actually, Howard, I don't think there was anything that was unexpected, you know. Uh, the internal debate uh, within the organization the last few days uh, really had been more about whether they were going to leave camp uh, with these expanded rosters remember it's 28 as opposed to 25 players and just how they were going to distribute that were they going to go with 15 pitchers or 16 pitchers Uh, and they chose ultimately to go with uh, 16 pitchers which means uh, kind of a lonely bench just three uh, reserves and those will be uh, DJ LeMahieu, of course, a man without a position entering the regular season. Uh, Jose Trevino, uh, the backup catcher, who the Yankees just uh, traded for the last few days, um, and uh, Marwin Gonzalez, who was brought in a few weeks ago on a minor league deal, and just really, uh, uh, really hit the ball well. Uh, and he also, uh, you know, his versatility in the field was something that the the Yankees liked uh, as well. So. Uh, you know that's the bench to start the season, and in terms of the you know last couple of arms in the uh, the bullpen, uh, JP Sears and uh, uh, Ron Marinaccio, uh, really no surprises there. They're they're on the forty man roster, so uh, they didn't have to create room on the forty man to put those guys on there. They threw at least decently enough in the spring, and uh, you know the, the the roster is pretty complete with the uh, the team that the Yankees are going to. Uh, pursue uh, title number 28, they hope, uh, starting on Thursday.
0: Well, you didn't sound surprised, but I am, about D.J. LeMayu with his consistent bat. That's surprising to me.
1: Well, I mean, the writing's on the wall, and people forget, too, that uh, this is exactly when D.J. signed with the Yankees before the 2019 season. He was also a man without a, a position. He didn't start the uh, the season opener, for example, 2019. Um, uh, because the, all the infield positions were spoken for. And he was really signed to be a uh, backup first baseman, backup second baseman, backup third baseman, who would still end up playing four or five days a week. Uh, and that's that's how the season, uh, the, they're going to enter the season this year. Obviously, Glaber Torres is... Uh, I entrenched as the starting second baseman where LeMay, who has won uh, three gold gloves in his past uh, Josh Donaldson at, at, uh, at third right. um, and uh, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, uh, they traded for, uh, you know, at the beginning of spring training as the the starting shortstop. And of course, Rizzo at uh, the at first base. So uh, this has all been telegraphed really for, uh, for weeks. So um, it was, it was what was expected. Obviously injuries can change that, uh, that dynamic in, in a hurry. Uh, but the, the plan is for uh, for LeMahieu to, uh, to enter the season as uh, really the jack-of-all-trades, uh, super sub, if you will. Uh, but I will say this, uh, Glaver Torres will have a very short leash uh, to start the year, mm. uh, given the season that he's coming off of. Uh,
0: let me ask you about uh, a little bit of news that happened yesterday. Carlos Beltran joins the Yankee broadcast team and says on the air that Aaron Judge and the Yankees have a new deal. And then he had to backtrack it because obviously it was not the case. Did that create a bit of a stir or or not that much?
1: Well, I mean, it it did right when it happened, Howard. uh, But then uh, Carlos walked it back very quickly, said that he misspoke. And that what he was trying to say uh, was that he hopes that that, uh, they're able to lock up Judge long term. And that's what the Yankees uh, hope as well. Um, you know, the judge said from the start of spring training that, uh, and he's repeated it several times since then, uh, that opening day is sort of a, a hard deadline for him and his representation, uh, to work out an extension with the Yankees. And if one is not worked out by opening day, uh, he'll play under whatever the terms of the one-year contract that he re-ups with, um, and then he'll hit free agency next off season and, and what, what, what comes will come. Um, my personal opinion is I would be surprised if an extension is worked out uh, between now and opening day. I think the Yankees' uh, perspective on that, and, again, I, I'm, it's just more speculation than anything, um, that Judge has had in his five big league seasons, only two of them have been healthy, uh, where he's been fully healthy, including last year. And uh, the Yankees want to see him do it again, and then they'll, you know, the, if he ha- makes it through, this season completely healthy, then the numbers uh, that are going to be talked about for an extension are going to be pretty significant. If he spends time on the uh, injured list, uh, the numbers won't be quite as significant. So. Uh, I have zero doubt that the Yankees will give ju- uh, Judge some kind of a, uh, a contract offer, an extension offer uh, between now and opening day, uh, but I expect it to be kind of a, a low ball offer, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. one that Judge will uh, not have a difficult time saying no to. Uh, he'll bet on himself uh, for this season, and then uh, you know, the sides will reconvene, uh, if you will, uh, in the off season uh obviously that uh, you know that, that that deadline has not arrived yet so you never rule anything out but that's uh, that's my uh, that's my intuition on the uh, on the matter
0: hey eric and not necessarily in any order but one of the big surprises that i've seen with the yankees this spring uh, and with the trade of gary sanchez kyle higashioka is a full-time catcher but how about his bat he's hit seven home runs in the spring <laughs> What he hit ten last year—that has to be a surprise to a lot of people. What what does he attribute it to? Yeah, I mean
1: it's uh, the the ballparks down here, and I'm not I'm not downplaying it because if 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 it was easy to hit seven home runs in the spring, a lot more guys would be doing it, uh, particularly in a condensed uh, spring schedule like we've had this year. Um, I mean the ballparks down here, the ball flies very well, and the wind's usually blowing out in one direction or the other, uh, and, and certainly. Uh, Higashioka has been a beneficiary of a, of a few of those this spring, but uh, he's just on one of those stretches. I, I wouldn't make too much of it, and, and, and the guy that, that's making the least of it, I can tell you, is, is Kyle Higashioka. He even said the other day, he goes, spring training is spring training, and the results don't mean anything. Um, and players understand that. We in the media should understand it, but we unfortunately don't always uh, when it comes to putting stock in what we see during the, during the spring. Um, but, you know, look, it's encouraging. And I can tell you that the Yankees analytics department and the analytics department, you know, and one of the sea changes organizationally the last few years is that they are run pretty much entirely by their analytics department. Uh, they have long loved Kyle Higashioka, who's been in the organization for 12 years now. Uh, it's the 2008 uh, draft pick. So actually, this is his thir- uh, actually 13th and the 14th year. But anyway, uh, they have long been fans of Kyle Higashioka. They do project him. Uh, as a guy that, that, that could be a, you know, 275, 280, you know, plus hitter. Uh, and in their estimation does project, as an everyday player, a 20-plus home run uh, guy. And, and certainly if he's able to hit 20-plus uh, from, you know, the bottom of the uh, the batting order as a regular everyday catcher, uh, you know, that would be huge for this offense. Uh, a lot of opposing team scouts, uh, you know, that have had Higashioka uh, in his minor league career, and then you know, covering him w- w- with the big league team, uh, are skeptical of uh, of him holding up the rigors of being an everyday catcher, and that that might you know ultimately impact his bat. Nobody's ever questioned him uh, defensively, but uh, you know, it's been a it's been a heck of a spring, but. Uh, you know, this is my uh, 14th season covering the Yankees and, and we could do we could do two hours on the <laughs> amount of guys that have had huge springs and then it hasn't translated into the regular season and vice versa. By the way, uh, guys that have had absolutely horrendous spring trainings uh, and then starting on April 1st or 2nd or 3rd or whatever it may be, uh, their season takes off.
0: Well, I'm disappointed, Eric. I, I'm, I'm, without even hesitation, I pronounced Kyle Higashioka without even stuttering. I mean, give me some credit. <laughs> <laughs> it was very well done,
1: because Howard, it, it, it took me at least at least three or four years to get it
0: right. Uh, the new addition, Josh Donaldson. All right, he's 36 years of age, but he's won an MVP award. We know about his back. They project him to lead off?
1: Uh, they like him as one of a few guys that they would, they would put in that position. They like Aaron Hicks as a potential leadoff hitter. Uh, they like Anthony Rizzo up there uh and they've used him uh, when uh after they traded for him last year you saw him uh you know a few times there uh but donaldson they they definitely see as being part of that mix uh, he's a guy that's known uh, to grind out a lot of at bats makes the opposing team pitcher see uh throw a lot of pitches rather and uh that's you know what the yankees look for with a uh, with a leadoff guy so uh will he be exclusively leadoff? no probably not but uh, i i think that you'll see him uh uh, in in that uh, that mix of guys that they'll have at the top of the order,
0: you mentioned uh, Aaron Hicks. Uh, obviously, spent a lot of time out of the lineup last year with injuries. Uh, what's his condition right now? I guess he's okay.
1: Yeah, no, he's uh, he's been he hasn't missed any spring games that he's been scheduled to uh, to play, and he's played back to back a bunch. Uh, obviously, with the condensed uh, schedule, guys are playing in back-to-back games quicker than they normally would during the the, uh, the usual six-week spring training. But, uh, you know, his, the results haven't been there at the, at the plate for him, but uh, he has uh, looked healthy and, and moved around in the outfield just fine.
0: Taking a bite of the Big Apple with Eric Boland of New York Newsday covering the Yankees. Um, I look at the Yankees, and I know they got a lot of bats, but... Uh, I mean, this rotation is going to go as far as Garrett Cole takes them. I mean, he gets the ball on Thursday against Boston. Severino has looked good in the spring, to your judgment?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I even I, I outlined, Howard, about these things. That if I saw the game like a hitting coach or a pitching coach, I'd be a hitting coach or a pitching coach. So... Uh, you know, I leave those type of evaluations to scouts and coaches, et cetera, et cetera. I can tell you the opposing team scouts assigned to the Yankees in spring training have been pretty impressed with, uh, with Severino, uh, including a, a guy uh, from a National League team that I talked to a few days ago after uh, Severino's most recent start. And he said, that looked like the pre-surgery Luis Severino. So, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, all indications have been good that, that he's put the uh, you know, last three years of, of injuries uh, pretty well behind him uh his his fastball velocity from his first start two and a half weeks ago here was terrific you know he was already hitting 98 hitting 97 uh, regularly uh you know do you do worry about guys uh who are coming back from injury overthrowing but uh you know they after maybe doing that his first outing or two uh it seems like he, he hasn't been doing that recently so uh, again all the signs are uh, you know trending upward for uh, for severino but Uh, This is still a guy that uh, since signing that four-year $40 million contract extension back in February of 2019, he's appeared in exactly seven games, uh, regular season games since then, including just three starts. So, um, you know, everything looks good. uh, But there's still a butt in there because uh, he just has not been durable the last uh, three years. But if I was a Yankee fan and I was listing my uh, concerns for this season, uh, I, I would say that uh, Garrett Cole as the one and Luis Severino as the two would be very low on my list of concerns. Not not without concern, but it would just be very low.
0: All right. So give me numbers three and four.
1: Of the rotation? Yes. But uh, Jamison Tyone, uh, Jordan Montgomery, and Nestor Cortez, uh, who was terrific in the second half of last season. Uh, he's the fifth starter.
0: John Carlos Stanton, you see him predominantly as a DH. Predominantly, yes, but uh, you know they've
1: played him in the outfield more this spring than uh, previous spring trainings. And you remember down the stretch last year, actually starting with the, their interleague series in uh, in Miami. Uh, against the Marlins, Uh, he started, I think, two of the three games uh, in the outfield. Maybe He he may have started all three, but he played in at least two of those games, and that was the start of a stretch where he played almost 30 games uh, in the outfield the rest of the way for the Yankees, and and that's the most uh, work in the outfield uh, he had had as a Yankee since joining the franchise before the 2018 season. So uh, their intent is to, to play him a little bit more out there than they have in the past. You know, they, they treated him, uh, you know, and, and this was not something that Giancarlo wanted, uh, but they kind of treated him like flying China, if you will, when it came to throwing him in the outfield. And, and uh, people forget when, when he was with the Marlins, number one, there was no DH in the National League then. Uh, he's actually a pretty decent, to a times good outfielder. Uh, and, and we've seen that a few times this spring. He has a very strong arm. Um, so, yes, he will be mostly a DH, but he, you'll see him in the outfield uh, quite a bit more than, than you have in recent seasons.
0: Before I let you go, Eric, uh, team to beat in the AL East. Toronto?
1: I mean, that's the sexy kick, Howard, and there's a reason for that. And, um, you know, talking to, uh, you know, I always like to talk to opposing team scouts uh, about teams because it's their job to find holes. Uh, You know, you talk to the teams themselves, they'll always tell you how great everything looks. But um, particularly when it comes to minor leaguers, but that's that's a whole other uh, story. But uh, I have not heard. Uh, many uh, holes discussed when it comes to uh, to Toronto. You know the rotation uh, is shaping up pretty uh, decently. Uh, the lineup, we 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 all know what, what that's capable of. They just look deep uh, across the board. Uh, I I think the biggest question for them, uh, and, and they're at least a little more confident in the group than they were last year. But uh, the, you know the memories, I'm sure, will come back very quickly for the Blue Jays. The first couple of times their bullpen uh, blows a game because uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I believe the Blue Jays had the most bullpen games blown uh, of any team in the American League, maybe in all of the majors last year. So, uh, you know, I I know they like the arms they have in there. They think that a couple of guys who are hurt uh, are primed to have strong seasons. But uh, looking at it objectively, I would take the Yankees' bullpen over uh, over the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, the toronto bullpen uh seven days a week to be honest with you uh i think toronto overall uh is a little bit better than the yankees when you take collectively the roster uh but but if there's one area that i would say the yankees would have an edge and it would be the bullpen but yes it, the, the favorite in the division uh you know you could go with uh, with toronto or you can go with the team that i ignore on a regular basis and then they, they make me look silly which is the tampa bay Rays.
0: right right appreciate your insight eric thanks a million you stay safe
1: Thanks, Howard. You do the same. Look
0: forward to talking to you during the season. You got it. He's Eric Boland of New York Newsday, covers the New York Yankees, a team that's always has drama attached to it at some form or another. You can expect that. It comes with the territory. But having said that, uh, we move on, and we talk to probably the premier columnist uh, in all of New York, and he's Mike Vaccaro uh, of the New York Post, was just a, a whirlwind of information. The uh, St. Bonaventure team didn't do well, but we move on. Hey, Howard. And we welcome in Mike Vaccaro of the New York Post, taking a bite of the Big Apple. My condolences on your St. Bonaventure team in the NIT. It
2: was a heck of a run, Howard. You know, we got the, uh, the, the game was a really fun night in the Garden last week, so uh, yeah, nobody was nobody was terribly unhappy. You yeah, know, you would have liked to have won, but.
0: Uh, um, you know, that's the way it goes. I know you probably caught a glimpse of the championship game last night. Um, and no team has ever come from that far behind with a halftime deficit and won the championship like Kansas did last night. That was a heck of a performance in the second half.
2: Yeah, it really was. I mean, I think that a lot of people thought that, uh, that it was going to be a second-half coronation for North Carolina. And, uh, you know, good for Kansas. I mean, they came back. I mean, they... Came back in a hurry too, so I mean it was it wasn't like they had to spend the entire second half. You were know, trying to make up that deficit. They cut into it right away, and uh, they, they 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 made the plays on the stretch. You know, probably a better team. I and mean, There's a reason why they were, you know, a number one seed, and, and and North Carolina was a number eight seed. But uh, but yeah, it was a it was it was a heck of an effort by the Jayhawks. Yeah,
0: let's uh, let's talk uh, about New York and an article you wrote. I think it was yesterday talking about Jacob Degrom of the Mets last pitched in a game that counted, I think, last July, uh, when he will pitch again, uh, they're saying four weeks. But you got to tell me, what is a stress reaction?
2: Yep, so your you guess is as good as mine. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's obviously something that's going to keep him on the shelf for four weeks. Um, you know, I, I, it, it sounds like uh, the, uh, the positive is it, seems, it doesn't seem like there's any structural damage with the shoulder itself, so I guess there's that, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it's a frustrating thing because we all know how good he is, and, and we've all seen how dominant he is. And uh, you know, it's, it's 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 a matter now of getting him out of the mound. You know, it's it is it's hard to be it's hard to be the best of all time when you can't get out there. And uh, it's, uh, it's 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 really frustrating for the Mets. And you know, they're going to have to buy their time until June first. And the uh, you got know, a great uh, you know experiment of you know the
0: co-aces is going to have to put put on the shelf until then too. Well, the other the other star pitcher for the Mets, Max Scherzer, supposedly is going to throw today. It's got some hamstring issues. Uh, does he pitch Thursday in Washington? Uh, you know how hamstrings are. I mean, they they can be they can linger a while. So who knows? Well, I guess we'll find out today after he throws.
2: Yeah, he already threw it. He's going to pitch on Friday, so uh, that's the uh, apparently he came through it okay. So, oh, okay. He's, 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 I'm not sure. I'm not sure that named to the opening day starter is going to be on Thursday, but, uh, yeah, Max is going to go on Friday.
0: Apparently, or at least it might be Chris Bassett. Is that what you're hearing?
2: Might be. I mean, uh, he certainly is the, is the best of the, uh, the Mets' remain, re- remaining pitchers right now, so uh, it would make sense.
0: Uh, I'm looking at the Mets as a team that will contend in the National League East. They've added some speed with Starling Marte, who will give the Mets a legitimate base stealer. Uh, which helps. I mean, you get somebody who can, who can you know, steal a base, so you get a couple of guys that can do that. It really helps the offense. Uh, is this team good enough to win the National League East? And if they are, who give them the most trouble?
2: I think the East is going to be a really interesting uh, battleground because you've got the Braves, obviously, the defending champs, lose Freddie Freeman, but, uh, you know, they're still more than formidable. And the Phillies are going to be interesting because they're going to score about nine runs a game. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what what happens with them. But I mean, I think the Mets are our help along. Matter of fact, there's an extra playoff spot in, 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 you know, in, in each league now. And uh, look, I think I 89-90 think wins is going to be enough to get you in the playoffs. And they should have enough to get there. Um, and then, look, once you get in the playoffs, I mean, when, you're, when you're the Mets, if you can get to the playoffs with your, uh, you know, your two studs healthy, then all of a sudden you feel pretty good about yourself in, in, in any kind of short series.
0: Uh, you mentioned the Braves. Uh, who would have thought they could lose a Freddie Freeman and still be and, and still maybe not miss a beat with the addition of Matt Olson? And don't forget they're probably going to get Ronald Acuna back sometime in May. And he he wasn't available to them after July last year, and they still won it all.
2: Right, which tells you a little bit about the culture there. And uh, yeah, I mean that that, that 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 that's that's look until until, until someone knocks the Braves off. Uh, they're the defending champs, so it's kind of like the old, uh, you know, you can't knock the defending champion out, you know, that's what you've got to do in order to take his belt away, and that's kind of the way it is in the East. Uh, uh, but I do think that the Mets uh, should be able to, you know, sustain the loss of, of of DeGrom for at least until June. If they can't, I mean, if they're in a big hole in June, that means they weren't as good a team as we thought they were.
0: Meanwhile, Mike, across uh, the city, you got the Yankees, Uh, And a little bit of an eyebrow-raising episode yesterday, Carlos Beltran, who joined the broadcast crew for the Yankees, made a proclamation that Aaron Judge and the Yankees had reached a deal, and then shortly thereafter, he had a backtrack because it wasn't the case. Welcome to the media, Carlos. (laughs) 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 It's
2: it's funny how uh, quickly people... uh, make that, that, uh, that, that leap, uh, suddenly realize that there are things like standards, and, oh, by the way, we need to be sure about things before we say them. Uh, so he'll learn.
0: <laughs> well, they, uh, just re- about within the last half hour, Aaron Boone has announced the, uh, the final roster. Um, one thing uh, kind of surprised me a little bit. it has got D.J. LeMayu as one of the reserves, and you realize, A, he's a very versatile player, and B, he's got a very, very good bat for average and for power uh but the arrival of josh donaldson he'll be a fixture at third the only thing that would concern me is he's 36 years of age even though he's a former mvp
2: uh yes but i do think that he's uh, you know he, he in the spring and he still got plenty plenty left i think that was a terrific acquisition for the Yankees. um well thing you think is interesting because basically he's doing now what uh, you know, the, the role the Yankees envisioned him when, when they got him, which is play, play a little bit everywhere and, uh, you know, be a jack of all trades and we'll figure it out you know, as we go along. And obviously, I mean, both the fact that he played so well his first two years with the Yankees and there was need for him to, you know, essentially pick a position, you know, that's no longer there right now, I mean, but, you know, it's a long season. So, you know, baseball season is kind of like the weather in San Francisco. If you don't like it, wait a couple of minutes and it'll change. <laughs>
0: Gary Sanchez is gone, so they won't have him to pick on anymore. Um, and the thing that's interesting to me is Kyle Hiroshigoa. Uh, uh, he, uh, I mean, he this guy's hit 10 home runs last year. He's hit seven so far in the spring. I mean, where's this newfound power coming from?
2: You might want to save it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> save it for when it counts. Um, look, I mean, he's
2: a guy who's always come across as a professional hitter, so, and look, sometimes. Sometimes guys figure it out, and sometimes when guys get at bats, you know they 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 actually find you know prove that uh, that they're worthy of them. So we'll see. I mean, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see you know if, if, if he gets 400, 500 at bats, how that translates. Um, and if people will be clamoring for the good old days of Gary Sanchez by then. But uh, <laughs> looks so far so good. I mean, you know, the, you know, Sanchez probably wasn't going to be missed anyway. Um, but uh, man, he's he's really. Uh, He's, uh, the, the, the transition is really a lot smoother now.
0: Uh, we've seen some very bright spots from Luis Severino, but you and I both know that this rotation is going to go as far as Garrett Cole carries him. For sure. And uh,
2: it's a uh, it's an interesting, uh, you know, dynamic. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, the Yankees have wanted him to be the guy they can rely on in big spots. He wasn't last year during the uh, during the playoff game, but uh, look, I mean, he's you know you just look at his overall body of work; it's it, it, it's spectacular, and uh, you know it's it's, it's and he's really he's really done a fairly good job. His first years with the Yankees obviously he had a little bit of an injury issue toward the end last year, which 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 which, which wasn't helpful, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to watch.
0: Taking a bite of the Big Apple with the great columnist Mike Vaccaro of the New York Post. So, the early stages of the baseball season overlaps the end of the NBA season. And with the Nets fighting for either a play in spot or try to capture the sixth, uh, the seventh spot in the East, and the Knicks, well, you know, I don't even know where to begin with the Knicks. Uh, I, I don't know. Look, if a team does poorly, usually the coach is the one that has to bite the bullet. But in this case, I don't see Mike, uh, I don't see Thibodeau. Uh, getting fired? I really don't.
2: He shouldn't get fired. I mean, look, I mean, he's, he's a year removed from when he coached the year. He didn't forget all of his, you know, he didn't forget everything overnight. You know, he had, did he have a great year? He didn't. I mean, I think he would, he would probably admit that if he gave him truth serum. Uh, but, you know, he's got, he's got a track record, and he's a guy who's you know obviously had success in this league, and he had success with the Knicks. So, I mean, I don't think, he, I don't think he, 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 it would be foolish if they decide to change course now and I, and, I, and I just don't see it happening
0: what i do see happening though uh and you give me the odds you can play uh vegas odds maker if you will the odds on julius randall being a nick next season
2: 50 50. i mean uh, you know I, I don't think it's a given because i don't think they're just going to give him away and i think his trade value has probably never been lower um but uh you know to me it's it's uh it's uh it's definitely uh, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what they're able
0: to turn him into. Well, look, we both know that R.J. Barrett is the future of the Knicks. Uh, he's going to be the go-to guy next year if he's not already. Uh, and all I hear is they're looking for a point guard. They're looking for a point guard. Brunson's name has been mentioned. I think they got the starting point guard right there. Emmanuel quickly, I think, has got all the goods to be what they need him to be. He's fearless. He can make shots from deep, and he and he puts pressure on the defense.
2: I'm not convinced he's not just a good player on a bad team right now, Howard. To be honest with you, I think he'd be a very good. A very good third guard on a good team. Uh, I I am not sure I would want to entrust my entire my entire operation to him. I mean, you know when he when 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 he plays well, he plays. He's come up with triple double so all we'll, we'll due respect. But uh, he's had some games this year, and he's not he's not a true point guard. He's a shoot first. He's a shoot first guard guard, mm-hmm. which is not something that they need. You know, I mean, I I, I you know, I mean, I, I can be convinced. Uh, you know that, that anybody can improve and can change their game. So if that happens, I certainly willing to revisit the conversation
0: but uh, I, I, he's not a guy that i would build my team around in, in, in any way you expect derrick rose to be back
2: i mean thanks to I me mean, well not this year obviously but yeah i mean i do think he'll be back next year but that's the thing is you know he's he's not a guy that you can rely on for heavy minutes i mean that was that was obvious earlier in the year and you're almost playing with fire and you know it, it, it was kind of a surprise to nobody that he that he wound up with an injury he's got a lot of tread on those tires and obviously, he's had some, some 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 difficulties in the past. So, but he is a guy. Like he's a winning player, and he's a guy who was, you know, really instrumental in, in what the Knicks accomplished last year. And you can see just how much they missed him when he was gone this year. So, that is one thing that you have to factor into all the other miseries that you know, afflicted the Knicks this year. Is that they were without a guy who's, in a lot of ways, their leader on the floor and coach on the floor, and still able to perform you know, at age 32, as he, as he was. And he was performing at a high level until he got hurt. And uh, so that hurt, but yes, I mean, I do think he'll be back.
0: As for the Nets, um, look, at the beginning of the year, we all thought that Kyrie Irving and James Harden and Kevin Durant would be the three-headed monster that would take the Nets to the Eastern Final at bare minimum, and they could win it all. Well, a lot of things have happened since then, and they're duly documented. Uh, but Kevin Durant, I think, put it in perspective yesterday when he said that injuries to himself, injuries to Kyrie Irving, the mandate against Kyrie Irving, the trading of Harden, all of that has changed the whole direction of the Nets. However, I still see them. Look, They're going to be in the play, and the question is where. And I looked at their last four games, Mike. I think they can win all four games, and I think they can get to the seventh spot.
2: Yeah, they could. I mean... It's it's uh, it, it'll be interesting. That that would certainly behoove them to get that far because right now in the nine ten that's a that's a dangerous proposition. You know, that's that that, that 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 that's one and done. You really want to get out of that. I think I, I think I think I think what's most important for you is to get to the to the seven eight to to the seven eight game. Um, so at least you have a little bit of breathing room. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, these are you know, essentially their playoffs start immediately, and um, I think they certainly. Should win the last four games, but you know what? They they should have won a lot of games this year, um, and they haven't. And that includes since Kyrie's back, and they're essentially as, as close to whole, you know. And, and uh, it's uh, you know they have a lot to prove. They really do. I mean, I get the circumstances, and that's all well and good. But they're healthy now, you know, and they're still doing things like blowing big leagues to Milwaukee at home. Um, you know, they're still losing on the you know at Atlanta, who they really shouldn't have been you know, losing to. Uh, you know these aren't things that just happen by fluke. So um, it, it would behoove them, though, to win as many games as they can before the end of the year, because that playing situation can be harrowing
0: for them. Uh, you mentioned the Atlanta game. It's a game that Kevin Durant posts a double nickel, 55 points, and they still lose. And one possession late in the game, you saw the emotional outburst of Kevin Durant on, uh, and uh, and Kyrie Irving is just his. The last five or six games, he's just uh, shooting like thirty-eight percent, thirty-six from three, and and taking shots that Kevin Durant should have been taking when it comes down the stretch.
2: Yep, and that's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, you know, it's 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 not a uh, if they were playing better, I would feel better about their, their 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 ability to to rise from wherever they start this playoffs to wherever they need to go. But they're not playing well. They're just not. I mean, I mean the individually, they're playing fine. I mean, Kevin Durant's still the best player on the planet, and that's great. But I mean, you know, you just, you know, you, it, it, it seems like this happens too often. Where you're watching, wow, well, it's a fun game to watch. Wow, they're playing really well. Wow, look at look, look how good they are. Oh my God, they lost the game. <laughs> yeah. And that's just that that, that 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 that's that's a very difficult way to survive in the NBA, especially this time of the year.
0: I got to ask you with uh, the NFL draft coming up on the 28th of the month. Uh, the Jets and the Giants, uh, between the two of them, they have four picks in the top 10. You expect either of the teams to to trade back to get more picks. I was surprised um, uh, that um, when it came to getting Tyreek Hill from Kansas City, that the Jets didn't include at least the 10th overall pick in the draft to sweeten the pot uh, and, and get Tyreek Hill, who would have made a huge impact on this roster
2: would have, but they just need players. I I, I, I got to be honest, Howard. I, I I didn't break my heart that they didn't get him. I mean, you know, it, it's I'm not diminishing who he is as a player, and certainly he would have helped out Zach Wilson by just being on the roster. But uh, just, they just need multiples of players, and I think he did the right thing to, to safeguard their picks. I, I I think that, like I think I think either team is a candidate to trade back for the same reason because they just they they, they need they need more players the better players and the younger players. And I, I just don't think, I don't think it would have been helpful to the Jets to, you know, t- t- Tiger Kills is the kind of player that, that, that you require if you think you're about ready to take a significant step, you know, into, into a playoff situation. And I think the Jets, you know, if they took a significant step next year, you're talking about maybe going, you know, 8-9 nine or 9-8, nine and, and, and and that might include the playoffs. And to me, it's, uh, it's I, think, I think they did the right thing.
0: Well, unfortunately, they lose them to a contender in the division. Um, well, that's but, true, too, yes. Yeah, the uh, the other thing that concerns me is, and I think Tyreek Hill's a great player, no question about it, but I'm wondering how much of his success was attributed to Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball to him. Will he get the same success with Tua Tagovailoa throwing the ball to him in Miami? It'll
2: be fascinating to watch because they're clearly, uh, you know, the, 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 those are two quarterbacks who are playing the same sport but aren't in the same league. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, how that works and if it doesn't work uh, just how quickly uh, he gets frustrated
0: as for the Giants Mike um, last year I talked to Carl Banks and I asked Banks if he thought that it was a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones and he adamantly said no well I'm going to ask the same question now is this a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones
2: well I think it definitely has to be because they have to make a choice about him sooner or later Um, they would prefer to have made a choice about him after last year but it's just hard to it's just hard to know you know, it's hard to know what you have in them. It's just, I mean, it's, that, that's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. And so, you know, yeah, so, it's, I mean, because, because they weren't able to make a, you know, a, a permanent decision on him one way or the other last year, it's, it's going to have to be this year because you're, you're, you're literally in a now or never situation in terms of him and his contract and what you want to do for the future going forward.
0: I got to ask you uh, about something that's unrelated to New York, but a big sports story. That was yesterday. Tiger Woods plays with Fred Couples and uh, and Justin Thomas, and according to Fred Couples, he said Tiger Woods played phenomenally in a practice round. More than that, I'm looking at the back page of your newspaper. I can't 35,000 people were following this guy. It's amazing.
2: It is isn't. it isn't. I mean, look, I mean, yes, it is just the, 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 the idea of watching somebody play, play a practice round, but look, I mean, Tiger is is, is someone who's transcended the sport for 25 years. Uh, he's a guy who's, you know, he's, he's the most interesting guy in the sport, has been, you know, since he was 20 years old, remains so, probably will be until he, until he takes his final swing. People want to watch him. People want to be around him. And, 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 you know, now you have the element of, you know, can you kind of pull up Ben Hogan at this, uh, at this tournament? And uh, it's, uh, you know, so, 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 I mean, th- nothing surprises me when it comes to Tiger, both in terms of what he accomplishes and also kind of interest that he, that, that, that he attracts.
0: Uh, nothing surprises me either. I've seen it. Uh, a lot of things that used to shock me early on no, no longer do that. But having said that, uh, if Tiger Woods makes the cut this week, that would be something.
2: It really would be. Um, you know, just... To me, I mean, it would really something if he just gets it around, you know, you know, Augusta on Thursday without any kind of physical setbacks, because that's not an easy course to walk, um, and you know that's what he's got to do. You know, he's got to he's got he's, he's got to haul it around those hills. And um, to me, I mean, that's a that's a win. I, I know that I know that Tiger's ambitions are a little higher than that, so I think he'll you know he he, he would want it to be more than just just showing up and more than just uh, you know taking a loop around, but. Uh, I know I'll be watching.
0: Well, and your colleague Mark Canizero is there, and I, I know Mark for a long time. We've played golf together, and uh, this this is more than just a job to Mark this weekend. I believe that.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, look, I mean, to be around something that's that much of a phenomenon, I mean, that's uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a that's a very cool thing, and it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, it's to be fun to watch Mark watch him and to watch uh, what, what Mark writes about it because it's going to be. Uh, it's going you know, four or five days of pretty cool stuff.
0: Absolutely. Mike, always enjoy talking to you. You stay safe. Have a great day.
2: Thanks, Howard. Great talking to you, too.
0: Mike Vaccaro, New York Post, the premier columnist. I mean, he's got a lot of good, co- got a lot of good colleagues. Uh, Mark Canizzaro I mentioned, Steve Serby, uh, Ian O'Connor, Ryan Dunleavy, Ryan Costello, a lot of guys that work for that paper. They do a great job. I think that this is going to be a very interesting event. And it doesn't have to be a sporting event. It's a human interest event. Talking about Tiger Woods at Augusta. I've played the course twice. Now, I played it when I was younger and walked the course. And it's it's a challenge. uh, Unless you're conditioned to make, make that walk. And keep in mind, I mean, Tiger was in a near fatal car accident a year ago, February. And now here he is on the course, and he's going to play. 35,000 people watched him practice. As Alan Iverson once said, we're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. I think, I think it's a great, great story. Uh, and I'm rooting for the guy. Uh, I uh, let's face it I think every golfer out on the PGA Tour owes him a debt of gratitude because number one Tiger Woods made golf cool for kids number two Tiger Woods has put a lot of money in a lot of people's pockets on the tour he's elevated purses just with his mere presence and the fact that he won 15 majors does not go unnoticed so it's going to be fun it's going to be a lot of fun Thank you for taking a bite of the Big Apple with me, Howard David, my guests, Eric Poland of New York Newsday, Mike Vaccaro of the New York Post. You stay safe. Have a great day.